Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. And joining me is the host of the brand new Space Cowboys Sunday podcast. You know her as Stadium Steffi on Twitter. She's also spent the last four years with the Dynamo working in premium services and member engagement. Great to have you on the show, Stephanie. Hey, great. Rob, how are you? I'm doing real good and just excited to talk a little bit of baseball. We we don't get to talk about baseball much these days unless it's a bad <laughs> thing. But uh, before we get into the new podcast, though, you've got a fun backstory. Uh, I just want you to tell the people, how did you originally get into sports and working for sports teams? Yeah, so uh, kind of a little bit of, I guess, a random story and not necessarily your mainstream type thing. But in college, I kind of just on a whim, tried out to sing the national anthem for the Corpus Christi Hooks, being from Corpus, went to a ton of Hooks games growing up. And yeah, ended up singing the anthem and kind of became their backup person anytime someone ended up backing out. So had them call on me every once in a while and just invite me out and got to know a ton of people there. And so my junior year of college, I was actually going in for teaching. So had already kind of gone down that path and was already in my major, was doing student teaching, like all that stuff, and ended up um, doing an internship with the Hooks that year, which was the year Jose Altuve got called up and the year that a lot of those guys that are on the team now really were getting their start. So um, super cool stuff there. And so I did that for two years, almost went the teaching route, but decided to work for AT&T for like nine months and then really got the itch to get back into sports. So um, applied for the Astros for like inside sales and ended up doing sales over at the Astros for five years, um, including the World Series year in 2017, which was insane. And then moved over to the Dynamo to be more on the customer service side, which really, I guess, has always been my my real passion is taking care of people and making sure they stay happy. So I'm now doing that on the Dynamo side, doing soccer, um, which I knew nothing about going into it. So um, you can imagine that those were some really fun conversations my first day starting um, that I was calling people and like, hey, I'm your new rep. P.S. I know nothing thing about soccer so you have to teach me things so it's been uh, about four years doing that now um, and now I'm on the premium service side so taking care of um, some of our new premium spaces that are opening up this year so pretty excited and should be a fun season I know a lot of people that are Astros fans probably haven't had a chance to go see a Corpus Christi Hooks game what what is that experience like what was it like to be just a, a, a person that maybe couldn't see the Astros as much on a regular basis because you were down there and, and Corpus was all you were getting. So actually my family, we were pretty good about still hitting up Astros games as much as possible and made it like a yearly thing for my birthday that every single year for my birthday, up an Astros game for the entire weekend. So my family was lucky in that, in that regard that, I mean, it really to it's three hours away. So not crazy far, but obviously not right on the street either. So, um, really got to watch the hooks a ton. And I think for me and my dad, it was something where we would sit there and try and figure out like, who's going to be the next guy up? Who's going to be that next big guy that's going to make a huge impact Astros team. And so we would watch. And I remember when Jason Castro was playing down there, my dad and I would watch him and we were like, man, he just, he's just got that major league vibe. And like, you feel like he's going to be that next guy catcher and um, obviously then you see guys like Jose Altuve who are the unlikeliest of characters um, to really do big things but you know you feel that energy when they're playing and and that excitement and just getting to 
see these guys before they are kind of the stars of tomorrow was really cool for me. And my dad's company had season tickets. So we were there all the time. And then anytime I sang the anthem, they would give me tickets. So um, we got to go a fair amount. And it was it was really cool getting to see guys really before they are that that big name player in the MLB. So it was super fun and just an incredible experience. But um, also nothing like eating Whataburger at a baseball game. There's something special about that for sure. Um, and it's weird, but I feel like a Whataburger at Whataburger Field definitely tastes different, <laughs> but it's pro- probably in my head a little bit, but, um, you know, you can't, you can't beat baseball in a Whataburger. Jose Altuve. I mean, everybody, when he came up here, uh, he's too small. He's too short. How can he do this? When, when you're watching him at Corpus, did you think, well, it's nice that he's doing this at Corpus, but there's no way, there's no way that this guy can do it. Or, or what was your impression when you were watching him? I think he was one of those guys that you really just saw his determination where you felt like he was going to be something special, even though he was, again, that unlikely kind of hero. Um, And you saw him just getting hits like crazy every single day. And man, like, and I think, too, you wonder that about pretty much anyone coming from the minor leagues. Like, yeah, he's doing great things here, but going to translate. And I mean, you see that every day with even the guys that look the part and are six feet tall and have ball body that, you know, it still doesn't end up translating to that major league um, kind of mentality uh, caliber play. So I think you wonder that about everybody, but with Jose, you did kind of see that determination within him that, that made you feel like he may be something small for sure. So you just got that vibe from him, but it was because he just gave off like a confidence in himself, which I thought was the coolest thing. Well, for our regular listeners, we're, we're going to put this up on YouTube, might start doing this on a regular basis. So you, you can see some video of us doing this uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me ask you this, because uh, you talked about singing a little bit. Is, is it possible you can sing just a little something for, for us? I'm not saying we have a huge tradition, <laughs> but Steve Sparks sang a couple of verses from the musical Oklahoma for us. If Sparky can do it, hey. <laughs> Anybody can do it. Staff. Absolutely not. I hate singing in front of people. It is actually my biggest fear. So every time I do the anthem, I have a mini heart attack like two seconds before. Um, actually, the first time I sang it for the Dynamo or Dash was this year. So I got myself out of it for three years straight. Um, and the day that I sang it for the first time, my best friend Yami was literally the only person who knew I was singing the anthem that day, aside from the marketing person who asked me. And I literally swore the secrecy as well, because the nerves for me are insane. Like, I, I hate it. I hate karaoke, too. It's crazy. You can do the mass singer thing. Now, that now that's the new thing. You don't even have to see uh, show your face. Mass singer I could do. Or like there's that alter ego show. I could probably do that just fine, but put me in a crowd of like two or three people that I know really well and like have them stare at me while I sing, I am not okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you have a chance when you worked for the Astros cuz you worked for the Astros from 2013 to 2018? Um, did you have a chance to interact with any of the Astros players when you were there? And did you have any fun interactions, any experience that you'll remember with, with that time there? So it's really crazy, but I actually get a ton more interactions in the minor leagues than you do in the majors, because in the minor leagues, you're in such a small kind of environment that you're passing players in the tunnel 24 seven, you're chatting with them because they're just in the same room as you. Whereas in the major leagues, everything is so separated. Um, So I actually had, I feel more interactions with some 
the other team's players because they would be walking through. Like I had a really weird interaction with Miguel Cabrera because he was trying to look for their locker room and had no idea where I basically had to walk him to the opposing team's locker room. Um, but just little things like that. But you definitely get more interactions in the minors than you do in the majors. But I have some really weird stories from the minor Kike Hernandez um, back when he was obviously in the Astros organization. So I actually was the first person to pick him up from the airport because in the minors, even if your job is like your main job, oh, you're in ticket sales or you're in community relations, like you really do everything. Um, You pull tarp when it's a game day and it's going to rain. You pick up players from the airport. You help with community relations. You help at events. Like you basically do it all. Um, And so I was actually the first person to pick Kike up from the airport. And when I heard the name Enrique Hernandez, I can assure you, I did not expect this like blonde Puerto Rican kid. Um, (laughs) So I see him walking up to my car with an Astros bag. And I was like, um, eh." and he kind of comes up to my car and he's like, are you Stephanie? And I was like, are you Enrique? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) And just had like the cool, he was just so excited. um, Super happy to be there. And he was so excited because he was like, yeah, I get to play with George again. We were just playing together. And he was so hyped to be in Corpus and just really excited and just had the best energy. And then when I stopped working for the team and during that kind of nine month period, when I was working for AT&T, I ended up um, becoming a season ticket holder with the hooks. Um, And my family joined me, which was really awesome. And I remember there was a game where I had gotten out of work pretty late, but I was like, you know what? I'm still going to go to the game. It's going to be a great time. So we ended up, I went to the hooks game. I probably got there in like the eighth inning, still saw nine innings of baseball because we ended up getting free baseball that night, but also it was freezing. And I had no idea that there was a cold front coming in. So I'm dressed for normal corpus weather and it was not normal corpus weather. And at one point, so many people had left because the game had gone on for like an extra hour and a half at this point. So um, there was really no one in the stands. And I remember the first player to ever throw me a ball as a fan was Kike Hernandez. Um, And I still have it. I got him to autograph it and everything. But I mean, in the minors, you just you really get to know the players a lot better than you do in the majors. Because, again, if your job doesn't have to do directly with the player side of things, you really don't see them that often, except for when you're like escorting them because of an event or something. But um, the interactions are definitely a lot more mild in the majors. So you worked in sales for the Astros from 2013 to 2018. And when you started, they're one of the worst teams in franchise history. (laughs) Tell me what it was like in those first couple of years. We're talking Uh. sales right now. I'm guessing it's not super easy and fun. Um, the amount of times I got told to F off, um, the amount of times (laughs) I got told, um, yeah, you should pay me to go watch these players play because they're so bad, like was more times than not. I don't think I made my first sale for like five months and I started in August of 2013. So I think I made my first sale in like February or January of the next year. It was so bad. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was honestly insane. And like, the difference between then and like, obviously now when they have a track record of success and they've won a world series and they have been in the world series pretty, pretty continuously over the past few years. Oh man, it was night and day. And even in 2015, when they were just getting back to kind of being competitive again, you really saw that switch and that mentality of people seeing like, okay, like what they did really is going to pay off. And like, maybe they are going to be really good really soon. And I think even 2015 took everybody by surprise, including myself. I wasn't expecting us to get to the playoffs at all. And then they ended up 
you know, almost making it to the CS, which was insane. So never been more heartbroken than when we didn't make it to the CS that year, but 27 more than made up for that um, emotionally. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. so it all worked out, you know? Oh yeah. It was an incredible ride from beginning to end with the Astros. I, I would have to imagine. Absolutely. I, I want to ask you about the Dynamo FC because they won those two championships back in 06 and 07. Brian Ching was a local legend, felt like there was a lot of momentum going. In fact, one of our guests eight years ago was even Brad Davis right after he had made the World Cup team. But boy, they've struggled on the field recently. Are, are you sensing that things are about to change? What, what's the feeling over there right now? I mean, I think for me, as someone who went through kind of like that first year of change with the Astros, because 2013 was obviously Crane took over and started making changes. And you see that similar kind of vibe with the Dynamo right now. I think you see, obviously, us having a new owner who's, you know, saying like, hey, I'm going to be really invested in this team. I'm going to spend bigger money than we have in the past. And I want to make this a successful kind of venture for everybody. And I think you see that you saw that on the Dash side with him getting Maria. You see that on the Dynamo side with him getting Sebas. And I think like, you know, he's really finally letting people do their job and put the plan in place themselves. Um, and we have a new GM, we have a new coach, we're getting new players who are very young guys, but also I think the feel of the club and just the team in general, you can sense that excitement for a new start and a new beginning. And again, it's very reminiscent of the Astros in 2013. We're like, they still weren't good for a couple of years or they weren't the best for a couple of years, but, you know, eventually they built that up and then, you know, you have a successful team year in and year out after that. Um, so definitely hoping for that same vibe with the dynamo. Um, sure. And just internally, you can tell that there is like a renewed excitement. And I think even from the fans, when you look at Twitter, when you look at the Facebook posts, like, yeah, the Austin game was rough, but it was also forties like outside and don't think all of our South American are used to playing in those kind of conditions so that game was definitely a little bit rough but with all the other preseason games like they've been so sharp and they've just been on it and it's been it's been exciting soccer to watch so I think the fans are finally kind of in a renewed sense of excitement for the team and I think it's a warranted feeling for sure the experience I mean that's your thing over there (laughs) what what is changing if if anything with the experience of going to a game yeah, so I think one of the biggest things is this year we are opening up new premium spaces, which is actually what I'm taking over. So I think just really changing things from a stadium perspective. I think also, too, one of the really cool things about the Dynamo is you do get a lot of player interaction when you're like a member or even just a fan. Um, we have a lot of moments for that fan interaction, and it's really cool. And also, too, with it being a lot smaller of a stadium, it's just, there's really not a bad seat in the house. You know, you're not going to be behind a foul pole. You're not going to be behind, you know, you're not going to be up 10 stories. And I think one of the most unique things about our area is like, you know, suite level for most, most stadiums is going to be on like the third or fourth level for us. It's literally right on the ground floor. You're like 20 seats away from the field in a suite, which is almost unheard of in most sports. <laughs> so definitely a lot of unique experiences um, at the Dynamo. And I think too, really just having a little bit smaller of a venue, like definitely adds to that, to where you get that excitement. And I think too, we look at like the supporter section, which this year they actually revamped that entire area to make it safe standing, which I know our supporters were super excited for, um, but it gives them a little bit more freedom to get a little bit more rowdy and a little more exciting without having to worry if they're going to like, 
fall over or something crazy because they obviously have that other level of protection with the safe standing that they just put in this year. So it's very much the opposite of the baseball environment, which took some getting used to on my part because I'm used to a little more quieter crowd. Um, and soccer is definitely not that. It's it's excitement. You hear the drums, you hear the trumpets, whole game, the chants and everything. It's, it's so incredible. And if you've never been to a soccer game, you definitely should because it can definitely change your perspective on what that soccer environment is. So let's get to your current endeavor. (laughs) What made you want to do the Space Cowboys Sunday podcast? So I think for me, it was really a lot of, I was so in love with minor league baseball for so long. And even when I first worked for the Astros, you know, you weren't really selling the Astros. You were selling the future. You know, I sat there my first few years talking about how this guy, George Springer is about to be coming up. This guy, Carlos Correa is coming up. And then because I had worked there, I knew about a lot of the other guys that may have not been ranked, but who playing really well and like doing really good. And then just talking to my dad being a fan, he'd be like, this guy coming up that I think is going to be really exciting. And so, um, you know, you were in the future so, so much. And so I had such a passion for the minor leagues for so long. And I will admit, I fell off a little bit once I, you know, once the major league team started doing good. And then once I moved over to soccer, I, I would go to Astros games, but wouldn't go as much to those minor league games, even though, you know, Skeeters were down the street round rock at the time, since obviously that was our affiliate for a while or the Astros affiliate for a while, you know, it was, I mean, only a couple hours away, but I really didn't go to too many games over there either. Um, But so now having, you know, the Sugarland space Cowboys so close, it was a way to spark that enthusiasm for the minor leagues again, and also to be able to these guys before they're the guy. Um, Because I think that was so cool for me back in the day to, to watch the team and say, you know what, like this guy, like he looks like he's got it, you know? So it definitely is something that was mostly an excitement of, Hey, like this is going to be a renewed sense of excitement for that minor league type of environment and everything. And also to, again, like it's so close that why not go to some space Cowboys games <laughs> and, uh, and really to my first interaction with um, constellation field at all was right during the pandemic when everything started opening back up, I went when they were having like a tournament for a whole bunch of like, kind of like random put together teams. <laughs> so, so it was definitely really cool having that be my first experience back after the pandemic. And it was when they were still doing a whole lot of social distancing. So I think there was like, oh, there was only a couple hundred of us in attendance, but it was so much fun just getting back out to a ballpark and, you know, really renewed my excitement for like that minor league um, side of things. So definitely looking forward to, to getting back on track and getting excited about the Sugarland Space Cowboys. Well, the good news with the Space Cowboys is that they might be the only game in town pretty soon because from my past (laughs) memories of lockouts, I I believe it doesn't have much real effect on the minors. They could be the only pro team and potentially get a lot more attention. So that's going to be good for fans of the Space Cowboys. There are some huge talents out there, though, Steph. Uh, They're set to play this year with potentially – Pitchers Hunter Brown, Forrest Whitley, Anoli Paredes, uh, Brian Abreu. You've got the former first-round catcher, Corey Lee, the Cuban sensation, Pedro Leon. So it's going to be fun most years, but this year specifically, I think there's just so many guys that, you know, the Astros farm system supposedly was bad not that long ago, but it never really hit uh, the nadir that you would have thought. And then all of a sudden, it, it feels like it's bounced back pretty quickly. 
You know, I think it's crazy. You, you know, you say that, and I always thought the same thing when people would say like, oh, the Astros minor league system is ranked so far back. Like you still look at their minor league system and see how much major league caliber talent they have that really, we just don't have a place for them. So they're probably going to be stuck in AAA for a little while until that unity just arises. Um, and I think that, you know, you, you named a lot of really, really good guys and there are guys who aren't even ranked that you look at, like what Chucky Robinson and some of these other guys too, that also look like they're just going to be so good for such a long time. And again, you hope that that talent is going to go from the minors into the majors. And you saw that with Anoli, you saw that with a couple of these other guys who have been able to get that short chance. And it, it makes you really excited for the future and you're really excited for the, the next few years to come because it really doesn't ever feel like you're going to have a bad Astros team for, for still a good little while. So I'm excited to see a lot more of those games. And again, watch those guys really just kind of get to their full potential and, and end up moving up into the, into the major league team. So I think it's going to be awesome. And I think they're going to be fun to watch like they always are. The one that intrigues me, and I don't know which guy that you're really <laughs> focusing on and excited to see in person, but you know, Hunter and the explosiveness on his pitches. Yeah. I've got a chance to watch some of it online, but haven't got a chance to see him in person, but his stuff is very explosive. He was with Sugar Ant Land a little bit last year, so it's not like people aren't familiar with him that have gone to those games, but that's the one for me that's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I haven't gotten to watch him in person either, just because, again, I haven't gotten to get out to nearly as many of those minor league games as I would have last year. But yeah, I think for me, like seeing Anoli and maybe seeing him refine some of those pitches a little bit. I mean, he was already really good this past year when he was with the Astros, but getting to see him be even better, I think the things I'm excited for too I love people play with that excitement and that passion every day and you just see that from Anoli every single time he jumps on the mound like it just looks like that kid never has a bad day and for me I, I love that it just it really intrigues me and I just I'm really drawn to that kind of excited energy so um, definitely want to see more of him and obviously wouldn't mind seeing him in the major league team too the major question is will we see Jeremy Pena in Houston or in Sugarland? That's something that I think all of us are kind of waiting to find out. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm curious as well. Definitely excited to see how that plays out. But I mean, I think either way, we're going to be watching him. So, <laughs> Yeah, Pena, you know, he's on the 40 man. When I looked at a Sugarland Space Cowboys roster. I don't know if you've seen what they've put online, but I don't think I saw him on that roster. I did see him on the Astros 40 man roster that I saw online. So of course, and he is on the 40 man. So um, that makes sense. But yeah, it's, it's going to be fun to see what happens because we're still up in the air with Correa and, you know, hopefully this lockout and soon. How are you dealing with the lockout right now? I am dealing with it by staying busy, doing all kinds of other very random things. Um, it just depends on a given day. Yesterday, I cleaned my apartment. So that's that's where the lockout has taken me um, to actually productive things. So honestly, not a bad thing. But also, too, with me, um, this is probably one of my busiest times of year, just getting ready for Dynamo season. So been super busy with work things anyway. So luckily, that has keep, kept my mind off occupied enough to not feel part of the lockout too much yet. <laughs> but um, my parents and I did actually have tickets for spring training for that first week. And that first week that obviously has already gotten canceled and pushed back. So my parents are trying to figure out now, like what the heck they're, they're like, are we still going to go, go to Florida? Like do we go to Disney? Like what do we do now? So I feel like my parents are feeling it a little bit more than I am. Um, but 
But yeah, I mean, honestly, work is me plenty busy right now to where it hasn't hurt me as much. But once March kind of rolling around and I realize that we're not playing, I'm, I'm to find other hobbies. I'm definitely probably going to be headed out to that college classic, which I think is always such a fun thing to watch. And I was involved with um, when I was working with the Astros, because I was always the type of person that volunteered for everything. So I was a host for the teams um, many times <laughs> when I was there. So um, yeah, I'll probably be out there watching some college baseball and just kind of keeping up with that. So i um, excited for that for sure. Oh, I hope we're not stuck with college baseball uh, for the, for too long. Uh, yeah, the season has already been delayed as far as spring training. You, you know, for me, it's I'm not concerned a ton yet, but it, it, we're getting there. We're starting to push back dates, and and that's not good. And the other part about it is, I guess we're not even seeing anything typically right now, anyway. So it's not like you're missing anything. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, tell people how they can get this uh, Space Cowboy Sunday podcast because uh, you, can, you can get a little baseball at least right now with you guys. <laughs> exactly. I will say first one, I had a laughing fit at the end, but that's kind of what you can expect from me on a daily basis because that's just me as a person. Um, but you can find Space Cowboy Sundays on Apple and also on Spotify. So you can find it in both places. Give it a listen. Hopefully it's a fun time. I know right now, obviously we don't have a ton of baseball to talk about, but did our best to kind of cover what's been going on um, these past couple weeks. So um, excited for a new adventure with that. And, and hopefully bring some joy to people's lives on a Sunday and also bring them some really exciting Space Cowboys news. So yeah, excited for it. Looking forward to listening to that, listening to that and looking forward to you guys and having something uh, besides the Astros, just in case, just like as a backup. But uh, thank exactly. you so much. For, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Absolutely, Robert. You have a good one. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you soon. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.